This is the happy hour. You guys want the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. We're almost to Friday. Husker football has concluded practice number three. We got to check it out for 40 minutes or so. So we'll definitely talk about that here in a moment. Nick Sainert, not Rico across from me. It's Austin Orman as Rico is heading down to Lawrence, Kansas for the WNIT in Nebraska and the Kansas Jayhawks tonight. So I'm sure he'll tweet out stuff. You can check out what his seat is like in the uh, in the fog. You ever seen a game in the fog? I have. Best basketball experience of my life. Same here. I went to a Kansas State-Kansas. I went to a Sunflower Showdown, Ooh. if you will. Was it the one that uh, McKaylee traveled in It was court? the it, Let's see. What would it have been? It would have been three years ago? Three years ago. Four years ago. Something like that. It, it was – I. I'm not going to lie. It was not the most memorable experience, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, it was the outside of the – I remember exactly what Lawrence looks like. I just don't remember a whole lot about the uh, the basketball game, unfortunately. Here we are, though, uh, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Haven text line, both those open for you guys. We've got a lot coming up on the show today. Austin, I need your help because you're a baseball guy. Okay. So I need – to know who to draft tonight in my fantasy baseball, I'm attempting this fantasy baseball mm. league, and I love you know I, I love baseball, but I'm not sure how fantasy baseball works. I've only played once in my life. Okay, for about two weeks before I gave up on it. <laughs> See, okay, because that's how I was with the NBA, and because I did like this NBA fantasy basketball league, mm. and I gave up about a week and a half because I was like, I can't set my lineup every day. So that that was tough. Um, I just found out that I have the tw- there's it's twelve teams. Okay, and I have the twelfth pick. Oh no! So Do you I at get, least get the twelfth and thirteenth. Twelfth and thirteenth. Okay. okay. So I be- so I Jose Ramirez is not going to be available, but I, I want to take Jose Ramirez. Real bad. That'd be a good one if you can get him. Real bad. Um, I have no clue. So Rico, he, here's the here's the best part about it. Rico is in this league, and I'm not sure. What team? What his team name is? Um, I I need to find that out because <laughs> I don't know what team name Rico is. But what when you know whenever I find out, I'm sure we'll we'll talk plenty about it. Um, either way, so I I think Jose Ramirez is gonna be he's not gonna be available at twelve, but we're gonna try to take him, or we can trade up picks. We can always trade up picks as well. Ooh. Um, four zero two four six four five six eight five the Honda Lincoln Hotline Starter Heyman Text Line. Both those open for you guys. Okay, let's start with this because I, I came across this yesterday about 30 minutes after the show ended, and I was annoyed because I thought, man, I could we could have talked about this today. So John Rothstein, everybody's favorite person in the world when it comes to March Madness, sent out this, uh, this pamphlet, I suppose, if you will, that says the NCAA sent college programs this memo earlier regarding the waiver process for undergraduates who are two-time transfers. And so, here we are. 
And listed in it, it says that a player's waiver transfer process will be denied if, for, for a multitude of reasons, but the one that caught my eye was coaching change. So simply put, if a player wants to transfer because their coach either got fired, either left, whatever it may be, they will not allow them immediately el- or to be immediately eligible because of the coaching change. So you're looking at another two-year investment. If you're if you're a fourth-year guy, and on your final year you're you want to get out of there because Providence and Ed Cooley is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Great example. Same with same with like a uh, I don't want to say Jalen Pickett. Somebody at Penn State with Micah Shrewsbury, right? Mm-hmm. Where at a place like Penn State as well, I'm not sure the caliber of coach they're going to be able to fill the shoes of Micah Shrewsbury, and so you're not looking at an NCAA tournament next year if you're Penn State. No. And so if you're one of those players on that team, you just tasted March Madness, and you have a, a good body of work, mm-hmm. and especially if you played a decent role on that team, you have an opportunity to go somewhere that is a March Madness caliber of team. But now you're not going to be able to because the NCAA doesn't want to grant you a waiver next season because of a coaching change. I, I don't. I, it's kind of it's kind of bonkers in my mind. It goes back to the problem we've seen across college athletics: is that coaches are as free to move as they want to be, but the players yeah. aren't always. And you know, one of the issues with the transfer portal is that it seems like student athletes are hopping in willy nilly mm-hmm. for you know some flimsy reasons. A coaching change is not a flimsy reason. Yeah. You know, as much as we want student athletes to commit to a university that. It's a place they want to spend, whether it's you know college basketball one year, uh, you know college baseball three years, college football three to four years, whatever it is. We can all want that. We can all set that up there as the ideal, but that's not the day and age. That's not the era anymore. The other thing to keep in mind is something that I don't know personally, having never been recruited, yeah. but you know I, I hear Strick talk about it. I hear Kenny talk about it. I hear Jay talk about it all afternoon the importance of relationships in recruiting because coaching change, we think of the head coach, but if the head coach is fired or let go, those assistants are looking for jobs too. So as much as the relationship between head coach and player is important, so are the assistant coaches. So if none of those people are going to be back next year and relationships are 50%, if not more Mm -hmm. of what sways a recruit to a school, that that's taking that kid's future that they envision, just tearing it up right in front of their eyes. So, for example, here, and I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is trying to salvage programs from from losing a group of guys. If that's what this decision is for, but a great example is Bryce Hopkins at Providence. Mm-hmm. Okay, forward Bryce Hopkins leaves Kentucky, goes to Providence. Mm-hmm. Averages, I want to say, close to 16 points per game this season. Providence makes the tournament. They end up winning in one game and then getting bounced. And now Ed Cooley leaves. And since he already used his one-time transfer from Kentucky to Providence, he can't transfer again without suffering a penalty. Mm -hmm. And that's ridiculous in my mind because you have a guy in Ed Cooley or you have a guy in Micah Shrewsbury or even Rick Pitino, for that matter, that they just go scot-free with no penalty, they get 
major compensation for it as well. And it's just another day. It's just another day. Mm-hmm. There was there was no, hey, the, coach, listen, and I'm not saying this is what it needs to be, but if you want to talk about, you know, I, I guess consistency across the board from whether you're an assistant, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, all right, coach, listen, you've changed jobs twice now in the last four years. You got to sit out a season. That That's what we're saying, right? You want to start paying these guys NIL and attracting them to schools through NIL money, right? Mm-hmm. Nigel Pack at Kansas, we just talked about it. Nigel Pack goes to Miami simply for the two-year $800,000 NIL deal that he made with John Ruiz, the biggest booster in Miami. And so now we're treating this as a job, which we know it always has been. Like, that's that's how it's viewed. We know that. And so now NIL is just making it more public that mm-hmm. it is that. And so here we are. Now, it's not in the terms of $9 million or $15 million or however much money is being paid to these coaches. But if you want to allow the player or force the player to sit out a year or however much amount of time, why are the coaches just getting off scot-free, like I said? If it's a job for the coach, it's taking up that same amount of time for the athlete. Because that's what they're investing their time in. It is. That's what they're investing their future in. And, and once again, like I, that's that's like on the way end of the, the spec, like way on the other end of of this conversation of like you should suspend the coaches for like I'm not saying that. So that's but not there's... what I'm calling for. But to something to some extent, if you want to treat these guys like college basketball is their job, and which we're viewing that as now that that guys can go basically get paid to play, and this can be the same for college football, college basketball. It can be it can be the same conversation across all sport. But you know, you're sitting here going, Lincoln Riley didn't have any penalty, but players did. Mm-hmm. The players aren't. I, I mean, we were starting to see that money talks, and we have always known it, but we're starting to see it here with Lincoln Riley with. You could even say Micah Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Um, but why are these coaches going to these other schools? And what's now included in contracts? NIL commitment. Why? Because NIL brings players to, to programs. But you can pay the dude. You could pay Bryce Hopkins from Providence any amount of NIL money. But no matter what, he's got to sit out a year if he wants to go to Georgetown to follow Ed Cooley. Mm-hmm. Coaches and players have to be treated the same in some ways, but not in every way. We know that's coaches true. are, are going true. to make more money. Uh, that's just the nature of it. That's how the system's gone. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard to to knock those coaching salaries down. Players now starting to get paid, you know, in some cases. That's good. That's a step in the right direction. But we know that it's never yeah. going to be a, a one-to-one coaching well, staff to roster dollar. And, and it shouldn't be. Sure, it doesn't have say, to be. I'm not sure you want it to No, either, you don't. Yeah. But in some cases, too, you have to balance – player welfare mm-hmm. with them's the breaks. You know, it, sometimes stuff is out of your control in life. You commit to a coach at, you know, mid-major school or a lower power five school. You have a successful year. Again, the nature of the business, I hope the players don't begrudge the coach for taking a quote-unquote better job. Yeah. You want them to stay. But again, if the coach has that opportunity to take a better job, hopefully you have the opportunity to have played yourself into that position too. But... Yeah. How do you balance letting those players transfer for situations out of their control without punishing them too harshly for breaks they couldn't see coming? Mm-hmm. So it says um, for the undergrads, the only way that waivers will be considered for student-athletes who transfer, 
There's three of them. Number one, for reasons related to the student athlete's mental health and well-being. Number two, due to exigent circumstances outside the student athlete's control. And in, in parentheses, it says physical or sexual assault or discrimination based on a protected class. Or third, um, circumstances involving diagnosed education impacting disabilities. So, once again, you could put the coaching change under number two due to exigent circumstance outside of the student-athlete's control. Mm-hmm. Name something that is farther outside the student-athlete's control than their head coach taking more money at another university. And then, as the student-athlete, not being involved in the coaching selection either on who's going to lead their next the program. So it depends on how the NCAA defines exigent circumstances because in a lot of cases, that's meant to be something that requires immediate attention. And I get from the player's standpoint where, hey, this is my future. I need to find some place to go to college to play basketball, to play baseball, to play football, whatever. Mm-hmm. This, this has to be my immediate focus and attention right yeah. now. I can also understand from the NCAA's side of things where – Okay, sorry your coach left. It happens all the time. Yeah. Pump the brakes, finish the semester. There'll be a place for you. But we're finding though more often than not against the NCAA's case in that aspect is that these spots fill up fast. Yeah. You enter the transfer portal, you better have a spot or be talking to someone because players go fast and coaches fill spots fast. Well, and that and also when you have a new coach, a lot of the times uh, we're we're talking about so far through the first 12, 12 or 13 minutes of this conversation, we've talked about the player side and them wanting to leave. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it works the same way with a, with a new athletic director and, and, and coaches. They don't want that coach there. They, right. they want their guys. The mm-hmm. Same way with coaches and players. They don't want guys that they might not have hand-selected. So now, here you are. Hey, I'm, I'm Fred Hoiberg, or I'm the new head coach at Nebraska, and I come in after replacing them and say, "Listen, I you, you guys went, you know, seven and twenty-five last year. I don't, I don't want you guys. Let me pick my own guys. Let me get my own guys. We got hundreds of people in the transfer portal that to choose from that are my hand-selected guys. Mm-hmm. Well, just because I sent, so I, I as the coach send them out to the portal, and now they can't get a waiver because yeah. of my choice. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's there's two sides of this. And, and Jeremy, the grill master on the text line four zero two four six four five six eight five says. The comparison between coaches and players being treated equally is getting old. It is the coach's job, the player's education. The players should be more careful in the contract they sign. If a young man or woman of the same age decides to sign a contract with the U.S. military, they're held to that standard. I don't want to compare those two things because one is serving the country, one is playing a game. I would also say we just reiterated that it's okay that coaches and players aren't getting treated equally. But when it's something like this, to where, once again, exigent circumstance that is completely out of the, the the player's control when you have all these other factors, NIL, and now the transfer portal available to help these players. Now you're going to put the axe on it? And there's a difference between the ideal and the reality. Yeah. What, we're, what we want to happen in a lot of cases is that they are student yeah. athletes, that it is about the degree and, oh, you get to play football while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. It's not like high school. College athletics is a step up from high school. It's not treated the same way. You know, college basketball, you're there for one year. 
if you're a top prospect. You're there for one year. You can't tell me it's about the school. And now, well, if you're supposed to be a one why, and done, why, why is the G League? Uh, an, <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's exactly why the G League is now uh, becoming growing, growing and growing for for high school basketball players. Right. So, say you're a one and done who has a bad freshman year. You transfer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, things still aren't going that well. Like maybe Emily Bates, for example. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. transfers away from a situation that wasn't the best for him to one closer to home, boosts his stock. What if he wants to transfer again? Okay. The first one. Out of, a little bit out of his control with the team he went into and how Penny Hardaway used him. Maybe a bad example. I don't know. But here's the yeah. thing. Oh, I gotcha. the, the main point is there's an ideal that we want this to live up to. And there are some people working from the ideal. This is what it should be. This is what kids should be there for. What we've seen, though, is that the reality is different. What some people want student athletes to be there for isn't what all student athletes are there for. Some of them are there to be athlete students. That's the reality. And those, in a lot of cases, are the ones that are transferring. The ones that want more playing time, which you can't begrudge them. The ones that, you know, they'll figure out what they want to do later, but they want the best shot they have to play professional athletics. Not professional school, not to sit in an office job. So you have to balance very carefully how do we get closer to the ideal of making this as good as we can for schools, for coaches, and for players but you have to acknowledge what the reality is first to start working towards that. Well, I also think that maybe the reality is is we're never going to find an ideal scenario. Correct. Right? I mean, NIL became put into effect in July 1st of 2021, and here we are almost two whole years later saying, yeah, we have an idea of what it is, but do we really have an idea of what it is? Like, And that's on the NCAA. It, oh, one, 100%. I mean, because you and, and this can work into a conversation we can have in the next segment. Because some some federal guys and some mm-hmm. legislature sent a letter to the the federal government talking about mm-hmm. international NIL rules. And now with the NCAA tournament going on, you have you see this opportunity. I just ran through the numbers with Rico yesterday on how many people are watching these games. Yeah, how many people are 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 paying attention? And investing in these athletes, and because you're you're Keisei Tominaga from Japan, you can't. Or if if Nebraska football made the tournament or the the college football playoff, and just because you're you, you were born in Germany, Nuri Nuili can't. I understand, and we got this text like there has to be rules. Brian says there has to be rules. It's already a free for all with NIL, and that's fine, but. But what are the rules? I, I also sit here and I'm like, it's a free for free for all with NIL. We know it's a free for all. Why not just let it be a free for all? Like as as annoying as that would be, or or on the other side, have a ton of of restrictions and have it really difficult to obtain. And I I don't care which way you go, just be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Pick and, one and, and stick to it. Yes, because I'm not saying that I want a free for all. I'm not saying that I want. Once again, it goes back to what we just said. You're never going to find an ideal scenario. No. NIL is great. NIL is 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 fantastic for student athletes. Mm-hmm. Is there fixes that need to be had? Absolutely. And now you have it come out with, once again, a guy who transferred from Kentucky to Providence, mm-hmm. boosted his stock, and this is not this is not him being like, listen, I don't want to be at Providence. That's not it. It's I want to be with Coach Cooley. Mm-hmm. Same way Husker football players wanted to be with Mickey Joseph. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's the same exact way. And so 
we we always talk about how it's like, oh yeah, Bryce Hopkins, you should make that commitment to the university. You should make it to Providence. But he left Kentucky. Kentucky. Yes, to better himself for at Providence, and he did so, averaging 16 or so a game, ends up making the NCAA tournament. And now his coach just leaves. In a situation that I'm not sure a lot of people thought was possible since Cooley is from where Providence is at mm-hmm. and his alma mater, right? Mm-hmm. But he ends up leaving to Georgetown, and unfortunately, Bryce Hopkins and the rest of the crew are just kind of stuck. Now, fortunately enough for Bryce Hopkins, since he's stuck at Providence, the coach is probably going to want him. The next coach is going to want him because he's mm-hmm. one of their best players. But if you're that new coach, how much do you want a kid that doesn't want to be there? Or if you're that player, how much do you want to be there? How much yeah. do you give if you don't buy into the new coach? Yeah, I, it's. I mean, because I, I, and, and that's going to cause a lot of you know thoughts of, well, they need to commit to the university and not the coach. That's just not where we're at. Unfortunately, I mean, that's just not where we're at anymore. Some guys, yes. Like the Garrett Nelsons of the world, you cheer for him harder than ever because of that, mm-hmm. and you and you you relish and you're you're pumped for that, and it's a great story. Mm-hmm. But as Austin was talking about earlier, the reality of it is, is that's just not the case. Not as often as especially, we want it to be, especially when you have so much parity in college sports now. Yes, and, and, and so much parity, and now with the transfer portal, teams that were bad two years ago can be really good in two years. And that's just that's just the truth of it. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get to break. When we come back, we'll, we'll talk a little more about this. Get your thoughts on the other side. Um, got plenty of stuff to get to rest of the way. I do want to touch a little bit on Husker football uh, because we got to see practice for the first time under Matt Rule today. Uh, recruits were already here. Malachi Coleman was here. Jaden Doss was here. Um, a couple signees as well that's going to join the team here later this season as well. So a lot of excitement surrounding the Husker football program. Give us your thoughts. 402-464-5685. We'll get to them all coming up after this on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 